It is great to be with you this morning. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, this feels different. There's something going on today that's uh, just a little different. Actually, it's a collision of like five different things, if you haven't noticed. Uh, We've got our Senior Sunday event uh, going as our Youth uh, uh, Sunday is happening, and uh, absolutely uh, fabulous. Uh, If you haven't If you didn't know uh, how talented uh, our youth were, well, you do now, first of all. Uh, Every week they they meet on Sundays uh, before Dog Pound, or sorry, yeah, that's Wednesdays. Uh, My brain is like three years old right now. Uh, Wednesdays before Dog Pound uh, to practice as the youth band uh, and... um, I get to hear them most weeks, and so I kind of have watched them grow up and be as awesome as they are, uh, but for some of you, that might be the first time, uh, and you realize just how amazing uh, our youth are, so uh, be sure to let them know after the service today. Uh, but then there's more. Uh, the, the hairiest guy right in front there uh, is our intern. Uh, he's not in the youth. Uh, he does, we don't have a youth with a full beard. Uh, uh, that's Riley. Uh, this is his first Sunday. We should. Uh, in t- <laughs> uh, that's Riley, and be sure to say hi to him as well. Uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and throw this plug out there. Um, invite him into your home this summer. Uh, get to know Riley. Have him over for lunch or for dinner. Invite him out to coffee. Uh, he's uh, very easy to talk to. In fact, it's hard to get him to stop once he starts. Uh, so uh, you'll enjoy that uh, without doubt. There's um, a picnic this afternoon that starts at three o'clock. There was like all kinds of stuff. And it's only appropriate in my mind because today on the church calendar is the day of Pentecost, sure enough, uh, it's right there on the screen. Pentecost, right? The day where the Holy Spirit is poured out and there's something of a, frankly, a, a party atmosphere about the whole thing. And, uh, and this, this life-giving spirit uh, uh, rushes over not just the disciples, uh, but then out of that room uh, and over the entire world. Uh, and it is a wonderful day to be doing all of these things and, and to, for all of this to be uh, coming together. So I hope you're feeling it as well. Uh, let's go to God in prayer. God, our Father... Son, and Holy Spirit, we come on this day where we celebrate the Holy Spirit and the giving of the Holy Spirit. And God, we, we start with, a, with gratitude and, and saying thank you. We start by saying we receive this Holy Spirit into our lives and we desire that it change us, that we be changed by your Spirit that it might dwell in the deepest places in us and that we might live into it and abide by it. God, may we be people uh, who are spirit people. We've talked about the resurrection for a while, but may we be also spirit people who walk uh, by your ways, attuned to your spirit, listening ever so closely to what you might have to say to us. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ 
Amen. Um, I, I begin with a question. The question is, uh, have you ever uh, watched a bird's nest being built? Uh, uh, you have, yeah. Yeah, my son has. Uh, <laughs> I think he might have seen the same one that I saw. Uh, I've, this has happened to me twice in my life. If, it's, if you've never seen this, it's a remarkable thing, really. Uh, and I'm not talking like on like one occasion. I'm talking about the process of it over, uh, over the course of a few days or weeks even. Um, the first, bo- both seem appropriate to me, but uh, the first was uh, I was in the middle of uh, writing and I was finishing uh, my doctoral dissertation. And it felt like I was that, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know where I am in this metaphor actually. I, th- I, think, I'm the, uh, I think I'm being born in this metaphor. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, going out into the world finally actually. Uh, and, and so the, there's the building of this nest that that takes a while, and you watch the bird come, and, and it, it so very carefully constructs uh, that nest, and, and then lays the eggs in it, and then comes and, and sits with the eggs, and, and then they hatch into new life, right? And that's, this is beautiful, and, but that, that new early life has to be attended to uh, and carefully uh, given food and worms and drink, and, and then the, that life can go out into the world, Right? And uh, as I completed my doctoral dissertation, I felt like I was able to, uh, you know, I was free uh, to fly uh, into the world. The same thing happened a few weeks ago uh, where I watched uh, in my backyard uh, this uh, red bird. It kept flying into these vines uh, and it kept flying uh, into the vines. And I thought, I, I think I know what's happening here. So I very carefully walked over to the vines, and uh, the red bird, you know, shot right by my face uh, and nearly took my eye out. Uh, and then I had the nerve to continue in and to peek in, and sure enough, uh, there was a nest that had been built and two uh, uh, cardinal eggs, you know, sitting inside of that nest. Uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And, and there's something about Pentecost in my mind, if I can uh, use this metaphor, uh, that works uh, quite well with, with the nest and the bird metaphor. A long while ago this year, we began by celebrating Lent, right? And Lent, in some ways, is the building of and the preparation for the new life that is about to be placed into that nest. Lent is like the building of the nest itself, the weaving of it. And then uh, Easter hits, right? And resurrection hits, and, and new life indeed is found in there, and the eggs hatch, and uh, if you didn't know, we have seven weeks uh, of Easter. We, you should know by now because I've said it seven times. Uh, and, uh, and so we have seven weeks of Easter where that new life uh, is being uh, talked about and, and attended to. Uh, and then, then this special thing happens on this day, uh, on Pentecost. And it's like the birds... The little birds that are inside of that nest are finally given uh, the strength and the courage and the ability to, to, to fly out 
on their own, right? And in a way, this is what's happening with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Because now not only is Christ's resurrection uh, somewhere out there for you, uh, the, the resurrection and the power of the resurrection is given in here. And the Spirit is poured into you, and you are then to take that out to the world. Uh, humans do something very similar to birds, if you didn't know, right? We, uh, when we have children, uh, we nest. Usually uh, the woman uh, nests, you know, gets the home ready. Uh, and then that uh, period of new life, it does last 18 years, which is a long time. Uh, <laughs> and then as we celebrate today with Will, uh, at some point, that, that bird leaves the nest, Right? And this is both a hard thing, uh, but it's a beautiful thing, and it's a good thing. Uh, and, uh, and we become fully mature, fully mature in our faith. And this can only be possible through the indwelling of the Spirit within us, right? And this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about Pentecost. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And we read uh, from the book of Acts... And I want to take us to the book of Acts. So if you have a Bible, be sure to open it up. Um, just to kind of, as you're getting there, back up a little bit uh, as to what happened in Acts chapter 1, because our passage today is from Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus is actually still there with them. He hasn't ascended yet. And in verse 4, it says, uh, well, it says this. It says, while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so Jesus gives them the playbook, right? He, he says, you know, hang out in Jerusalem this shouldn't take too long. It's not exactly clear how long it took, actually. Pentecost, of course, is, is 50 days from the resurrection, um, but uh, we don't know exactly at what point we are in the middle of that 50 days when Jesus is giving uh, these words to his disciples. But he says, hold on, wait, wait there for the promise of the Father. There is something that is promised to you, and namely, that this baptism that we practice up here with the water, that's significant and special and good. But Jesus has something more in store. Baptism with fire is the way he puts it. Or baptism with the Holy Spirit is the way he puts it right here. Acts chapter 2 gives us what this looks like. It tells us the story of the disciples in the closed room when this finally does take place. And it says this. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit 
And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The result, well, the result of all of this is that these disciples, they finally fly the nest. They finally fly the nest, and they begin to do the very things that their master taught them to do all along. The Gospels, you might know, are filled with these very immature disciples. I'm sure you've noticed this. If you haven't noticed this, if you, next time you read through the Gospels, begin to notice just how immature these disciples are. They are the fledglings inside of that nest. They are receiving the worms that Jesus is giving to them. This this analogy isn't quite great, but giving them food, right? Uh, Paul will say milk, right, rather than meat. Uh, Jesus is having to spoon feed them. But at this point, something changes. And if you've not noticed, the disciples of the Gospels are very different from the disciples of the book of Acts. And finally, the disciples in Acts, they become a mature version of what Jesus was trying to get them to all along. And he desires this of of us as well. Now, it should be noted that the book of Acts is called Acts because there is a lot of action in it. There's a lot of acting going on. The people, the disciples, they're doing a lot of things. The Spirit is doing a lot of things in the book of Acts. And the Spirit and the people, they're working together, side by side. Now, the first thing to happen in Acts 2, after the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, is not something that we read for this morning, and I'm going to give you the brief version of it. Peter stands up and he gives a sermon. If you've ever wanted to read a first century sermon, look no further than Acts 2. You'll have one there. Peter gives us actually quite a a lengthy, maybe I should say Luke uh, records a lengthy sermon from Peter there in Acts chapter 2. And at the end of this lengthy sermon... It concludes this way in verse 41. It says, So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Even Billy Graham would be jealous at this point. Uh, 3,000 people added at this point. That's a great way to begin the church, right? And if you didn't know too, like that's what's happening in the book of Acts. The church, well, the church itself is that fledgling uh, robin in the nest. And it is beginning to finally take off. And we're seeing the beginnings of a movement. The next thing that happens is, well, they become a community, Right? They become a community. And these 3,000 people and so many more begin to to huddle together and to create something. Something we call the church, but something they uh, probably called uh, the, well, they called it the ecclesia, whatever. Uh, They they called it uh, their community. These were their friends. They lived with them. They hung out with them. 
They ate with them, they dined with them, they laughed with them, they cried with them. They did all the things that friends do together. And this was the second half of what we read for today. And in verse 42, we read what this community is doing together, how they are acting, right? What they're doing. And, and we see this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Glad and generous hearts. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is, for me, uh, this is a passage I think you can come back to time and again and again. It's an inspirational passage that is just filled with the awe and wonder of, of what we as a church are, are aiming at, what we're striving toward, right? Something that looks kind of like this early community. You have to imagine that this community is filled with excitement and energy and awe and wonder as they're watching the things of heaven begin to take place on earth. Now, a key point I don't want you to miss in this reading is that everyone has a role. Don't miss all of the alls and the everys all came upon every soul, and all who believed were together, and they had all things in common. And the result is that God, well, God keeps adding to their numbers day by day. Day by day. Now, the flip side of this is actually a little scary. It, it comes to us in Acts chapter 5. I'll let you read the story on your own time, but it's a, a passage about two people who shrink back from the alls and from what God is, is asking them to do and to give, and they hold back what God has given to them, and in this case, uh, it's proceeds from a property that these two people have sold, and the result of it all is, is not very pretty. But it proves the point that there's this expectation that they are all in this together and all are invited and all are called to participate. It was a unique period of time. It was filled, as I've said, with excitement and wonder, generativity, productivity, whatever new buzzwords are out there. But the key reminder is this, that all of this becomes possible because the Holy Spirit is poured out upon them. The Spirit lights the way, and the Spirit equips them for what they are called to do. 
as I've already said, the book of Acts is called Acts because there's a lot of action in it. Both the Spirit and the church are acting together. I don't think all that much has changed. We had a lovely discussion this morning in Sunday school about uh, you know, the, the power of the Holy Spirit in that early age and now and all that aside. I do think we're called in the same sorts of ways that they were back then. We too are called, first of all. The same Spirit has indeed been given to us. The same Spirit lights our way that lit the way of that early church. And the same Spirit equips us and calls us to action, to acting, to keep writing the book of Acts. It ends in chapter 28, but it's our job to write the next chapters of the book of Acts. For the church in Acts to become the church that we know it became, it required a whole host of people to answer a call. It required the all and the every that I already mentioned that step up to the plate and make that church possible. I think this happens at South Run quite regularly, actually. We saw this morning, for example, the youth. The youth in action. Living into the sorts of gifts that God has already given to them. And then stepping up to the plate where they are needed and desired. And answering the call to do good for our community. We'll see this later today in the picnic. You know the food itself doesn't just arrive, right? There's lots of people who are behind the scenes, pulling strings, making sure that it all happens, making sure that everybody is cared for, so that when we all arrive, it's ready. And we can have fun together. And we can laugh together. And we can have fellowship together, right? We could say this literally about every event that takes place at this church. It doesn't just happen uh, mysteriously and, or magically or, or, or uh, it's not handed to us down uh, from on high as much as we might wish it was. And I'll say, I'll be the first one to say, it's not the paid staff here who's doing most of that work. It's you. And, and I recognize this. Later today at the picnic, uh, we want to offer some opportunity to thank you all for the work, the action, the acting that you have been doing over, these last, over this last year in particular. I think that's important. Today, on the day of Pentecost, where the Spirit is poured out and where later in this service, I'm going to ask you to, uh, to examine yourself. <laughs> And to ask yourself where the Spirit is indeed leading you. A question that, if you have an answer to it today, awesome. If you need to think about it and pray about it, that's also awesome and acceptable. But on this day, we're going to do something that at least I'm not aware our church has ever done before. Namely, we're going to... Uh, 
we're going to sign up for jobs. <laughs> uh, we're going to sign up for positions, for the, for the actions of the church. There are ways in which you are being called to serve our body, whether you realize it or not. And uh, in the past, what this has looked like, it is, looked like uh, you sign up for a job and that job extends into eternity until you die or leave. Uh, and that is no longer the case. Uh, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. From here on, at least while I'm here, uh, we are going to have one-year commitments. And the year is going to run from the fall through to August. And uh, in this fall, we ask that you sign up for a position. I would love for every member of our church to sign up for at least one position. And as you sign up for it, you're not being uh, cajoled into doing something. Uh, the, the, the desire is that you're being called into doing something that gives you life and energy, that gives you meaning, purpose. Uh, the chart, uh, I'll go ahead and, and bring it up here. Uh, Lizzie, do you mind getting that, that thing over there? So you probably saw it as you walked in, but the folks who are at home haven't seen this yet. We've got two of these big things. Um, and uh, I asked Don to make them, and Don is amazing. Uh, another worker. Thank you, Don. <laughs> so the chart looks like this, and uh, there's two of these. And you can see how many positions there are, right? There's a lot of things to do around here, believe it or not. Uh, and you simply walk up to it, and you take one of the pens that are nearby it, and you put your name by something that you think uh, that you're being called to. Now, there are leadership positions on here, and we just haven't sim we simply haven't filled out some of these leadership positions. Um, so, for example, uh, the discipleship ministry lead uh, is, in fact, taken. You can't just uh, walk up and uh, sign, sign up for something like that. Uh, however, most of the positions uh, are readily available. When we leave today... I'd ask that you pray over this. When you're at the picnic today, you'll see these there too. Take some time to kind of read through. Ask yourself, where do I belong? How do I fit in? What's my all and every? What's my role at South Run Baptist Church? Not only how do I give back, but by giving back, believe it or not, there's also a filling in that happens. And if you've never experienced this, then I definitely recommend uh, you find yourself working side by side with somebody. This task, of course, requires the all and the every. What this is not, however, what this is not, I've written this down to make sure that you hear this clearly. This is not a pressure pitch to tell you that you're not doing enough. Some of you will hear it this way. Your personality will make you hear it this way. And if that's where your heart is right now, take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. It's going to be okay. We are not trying to pressure you into doing something. This is not a guilt trip. This is not us saying you're not doing enough. This is not us 
trying to make you feel guilty. Again, deep breath. What is this? In its truest sense, what we are trying to say is that this is an invitation to each and every one of you. An invitation. An invitation into joy. And as I read that passage from Acts 2, I, what, what struck me is the joy that must have been in those earliest believers' hearts as they're watching the movement of God grow, as they're watching their community grow, as they're watching the, uh, the Spirit move through them to do awesome things, joy is part of this. And so we are inviting you into joy. The joy of working alongside others toward an end that has eternal meaning. We are inviting you into gratitude, into thanksgiving. And one of the chief characteristics of someone following the Holy Spirit is the ability to give thanks. Thanks for what the Spirit has done, is doing, and will do. We are inviting you to hope to hope alongside each other, to hope for a future that is brighter, that, uh, that uh, Southern Baptist Church is living into, that we as a church are rallying together to help create through the power of the Holy Spirit moving in and through us as we seek to follow the Spirit in our lives. We're inviting you into friendship, we're inviting you into belonging. This is a word that keeps coming up for me personally as I think about what this church should be. I want this place to be a place where you feel like you belong. I want it to be a place that feels like home. I said this to our council this past Saturday, um, but when Lizzie uh, read the, uh, the, the Girl Scout uh, um, Award, thank you. The Girl Scout Award last week. There was one phrase that really stuck out to me that the troop leader, that was not Kendall, uh, the, the, the troop leader wrote it. And she said that Southern Baptist Church was a home when these girls didn't have a home that was outside of their own. And during the COVID pandemic, when everything was shut down, we open our, our parking lot to the Girl Scout troops and they feel like they can come here and they have a place to belong. My hope is that we have an even deeper, much deeper sense of belonging here as members of this body who come and we work alongside one another to create a sense of home, a sense of belonging. This is also an invitation to knowing and to being known. I can't think of uh, many things more in life than all of us want. I want to be known in my deepest core being. And I want to know you. And I, this is the nature of community, knowing and being known. And by working alongside one another, this is how one way uh, that this begins to be achieved. 
This is an invitation to laughing alongside one another, to creating community, to creation generally, to working alongside one another, and to doing the will of God side by side into the future together. There was a joke that came up a number of weeks ago. This was early on um, when I was asked, or maybe I jumped in, to lead uh, uh, a, a Sunday school lesson on fellowship. And I asked the question, what is fellowship? And the answer one table gave me was fellows in a ship, right? And I said, ha ha, that joke has continued uh, and it lives on into perpetuity. Uh, I don't know how long this will go on. But to use the analogy one more time, if we are indeed fellows in a ship together, we need everybody rowing. We need everybody playing their part. We are heading somewhere tremendous. We are heading toward the place where God is leading this ship. And we need you. We need you grabbing that oar and rowing with us. We need all the fellows and the ladies doing their role to make this ship that is South Run Baptist Church head in the direction that God is leading us. Let us pray together. God, on this day of Pentecost, as you poured out your Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago, we ask once again that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us. And Lord, that we answer the call of the Spirit that we answer that call that you are uh, placing upon us as a church corporately and as individuals within this body of believers. We each have a role to play. As Paul put it in 1 Corinthians 12, some of us are the hands and some of us are the feet and some of us are the knees and some of us are the noses. We've each got our spot and we are each needed. And everything matters. And God, for that we give you thanks. May we find belonging here. May we find a home here. May this church be filled with people who know and are known. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.